join us over Cannabis Closet 420, solo.to slash Cannabis Closet 420. Happy 420, everybody. Let's ah. like this. Let's like this. Hi. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even on screen. You're <laughs> okay, so I'll see you guys over there. Solo.to slash Cannabis Closet 420. Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitch is where, where you can find us. Oh, I'm so excited for this show. Come join us. It's going to be amazing. Oh, you know what? Oh, what? We're talking, and I I think we didn't even uh, jump in. Is he? Is did he? He just got here. Oh, he just, he just got here. Okay. On. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What's up, cool. Kelly? Um, okay. Because I can't see it on my um on the yeah on the, my screen. That's okay. So. We're gonna bring you on in just a few minutes, in Dallas. I can't wait to talk to you. I'm super excited. Um, to meet you. Uh, if you have any questions, there's a little private chat button and you're free to talk to us there. Um, and we'll bring you on in just a second. Um, hey, everybody, welcome to the Cannabis Closet podcast. I'm Canna Queen. This is MJ. What's up? How's everybody doing? I want to apologize in, for, for the last show. I forgot to do the woot woot at the end of the last show, and that's my bad. I'm going to remember to do it this time. Um, just a real quick disclaimer, you are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the host, their subsidiaries, their guests. If you aren't sure, don't worry, we will tell you how we're feeling, or you can just take a good look at our faces, they might tell you first. Uh, it's time to get this session started, so thanks for rolling up and showing up, and uh, enjoy the show. We have an amazing guest today. I'm super excited. Um, I've been following Dallas. I don't even know how long. Um, hey, what up, cuz? Um, I don't know for how long. Uh, and so he pops up on my feed. It's always been, uh, you know, um, and so I've learned a few things about him as uh, going through the bio. So I'm really excited because so, uh, you know, what you see um, on social media isn't always what, you know, there's always more backstory, right? When you right. go to, uh, you know, so excited. Um, where do we want to start? Do we want to, do, do you have, let's, uh, let's uh, just start at the beginning as we do. We got, uh, we got uh, a few things that I just wanted to touch on before we get into the show. Um, one of the things I wish there were more Missourians in the room, because one of the things I did want to touch on a little bit and talk about more at a later date is uh, we just got a, a message. Uh, uh, we just got a message shared with us today about the uh, the expungement. In Missouri, the automatic expungement in Missouri. It's automatic expungement, everybody. We're voting for automatic expungement in Missouri. There's also, and then we also, there was another post about hemp-derived cannabinoids and uh, being excluded from, you know, being capable of being used. So um, that harms patients, that harms existing processing businesses. It, uh, you know, what, what is going on in Missouri? Like, so, <laughs> so this says uh, Missouri Western Court of Appeals affirms a felony conviction for THC is different from a marijuana conviction. I, I don't understand how, but OK, so in Amendment 3 did not legalize THC. Amendment 3 did not legalize THC. This means no expungement for THC convictions, period. Uh, before the Amendment 3 uh <laughs> Before people who support Amendment 3 uh, 
try to tell you different. This is coming from uh, a court. This is coming from the Court of Appeals in the state. Um, there's no other opinion than this. I'm reading this almost verbatim. I wanted to like change some of the language. Um, so, so we talked about this when we were taught, when we were discussing it before. And I said, this bill, this amendment does not end prohibition. It does not end prohibition. And in the language, the expungement wasn't automatic anyways, but they kept touting automatic expungement, but it wasn't automatic expungement. But now it's not at all. There's no expungement at all. This is coming from the court. It's documented. It's, it's there. I mean, can it be appealed to a higher court? Yeah, we can keep doing it. We can keep fighting for it. But like when we talk about what's happening in the right now, in the right now, this is what you voted for. Yeah, as the public defenders office help you. Aren't they getting aren't they gonna be getting two percent of the tax money? Shouldn't 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 they be doing something about this? They're getting the money, they're gonna get the money from from the from the corporate cannabis that you guys just hired for your state. They're gonna get the money for that corporate cannabis. That two percent is a pretty big penny when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars coming through the system. And are they going to defend these individuals who have THC convictions? Like they can't, it's, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the, um, the other uh, post that I saw in regard to um, the removal and the, you know, making it, you know, not capable for using. So Delta if they Delta nine, you know, are they saying you can't use it in the legal market or in the state of Missouri? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to find That's out. That's the question I have. Are they saying did, these did Marnay other post that? Probably. I want to say probably Marnay or Christina posted that because I'm on Christina's Instagram right now. Okay. Um, Finding.night, if anybody wants to follow her. She's got a lot of information about what's going on in Missouri on Mimit 3. She's been, she's been reading this document for months and months and months and months and months. She knows it like the back of her hand. She could quote it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I would recommend following them. Uh, but, but that's my question is, is it going to, is it saying within the regulated market, you cannot have these other cannabinoids available or is it saying in the state of Missouri, we are outlawing these other cannabinoids. I don't know. I'd like it someone to chime in. Like I said, I just saw it in a, in a, in a post and I should have tagged it and I didn't. Um, and uh, so we'll have to touch base with those three, uh, you know, our three connections. Cause I think I was like, maybe even Marion posted it. Um, maybe, maybe <laughs> she did. She'll be, uh, she'll and, uh, be in, she'll be in. Um, so maybe so. we'll catch, catch her on the end um, and ask about that before we leave. Um, so I guess if I'm mad about anything other than blatant disrespect on my human person, uh, <laughs> I'm mad about that too. I'm mad that Missourians were lied to. I'm mad that um, they sold their they sold their um, their industry to corporate cannabis. Um, hook, line, and sinker. They fell for it. They voted yes for it, and now corporate cannabis can do whatever they want, whatever they want. Do you guys know micro... I've been seeing some of the chatter on some of the pages. You know micro licenses won't go into effect for at least two years. They are going to be two years behind the curve 
um, from these other licenses that are able to get first dibs. Right. And they still have to go through the whole process. And that means uh, getting the, their build outs approved, getting their all getting all of these things in line you without, know, getting all money, without getting paid, without being able to even, you know, and they, they can get denied or turned away. You know, like it, it happened, you know, it happens everywhere as they go through the setup process. Be like, oh, nope, you need another sink there because you've got an extra 500 feet. Um, nope, you got to have this because. Um, we're you will get denied. You can that you're gonna. You need to have something. You get denied, and you won't get your money back that you put into the license, and you won't get your money back that you put into the property. It's it's, so, it's just a loss. So then, and, uh, and it is know, a loss you cannot write off. Yeah. So you you have to have you have to have a lot of money, and so okay, you know what, communities, you need to band together and support whomever's going after this license, and you need to make sure that that is a, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't, and, Honestly, uh, they shouldn't have to wait two years. They shouldn't have to wait two years. Um, uh, you know, if this language can be influenced at all, then y'all need to get on it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and then uh, whomever is, you know, I, I know people are already on it. I know y'all are. Yeah. Um, because y'all are Missouri. So. Yeah. Um, and so. It's uh, terrible. What's up, Ben? It's, 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 it's terrible. It's awful. Um, I'm and sorry yeah, for so that, that's, that's Canna Queen and MJ are mad today. Um, on a positive note, uh, November is National Adoption Month, and uh, without national, yeah, without adoption, I wouldn't be here. My sis, my yeah, wouldn't be here. A lot of people that I know, um, maybe in different places, uh, and never have uh, come into, you know, our sphere without so adoption. And so, um, I think I'm glad you were parents. adopted. I'm a yo. I got oh, my my parents. Oh shoot. My parents used to dress up as Santa and Mrs. Claus. They're uh, adorable. Every year uh, to, volunteer, adorable. to volunteer, to um, volunteer, and um, uh, you know, just they they just love doing it. My dad has always made wooden toys, and uh, he is and real so, life Santa Claus. He is, he is. So he's been making toys since we were kids. I have his, yeah, you know, we have his original toys, and. Um, and my mom likes to, you know, she makes these little sock uh, dolls, little stuffies uh, yeah. to put in the boxes to go to kids that you know don't get a. That's so cute! Yeah. I love it. Um, just, uh, just uh, before we bring our guest on, uh, one, one last word. I mean, we might bring it back on the tail end so y'all hang out because I do, I do. You know, I love talking about this. And actually, Ben, we were just saying that we want to do a, a show and let's talk about what like next steps. So we'd love to get you guys back on um, to talk about uh, what what what's happening next for Missouri. Uh, maybe at the beginning of December, we'll talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's set in so stone, so to speak. And um, I suggest caregivers band together and get people um, their med cards uh, to keep the program alive because your med program is what's, I mean, it's also corporate run just for the record, but also it's a bit, it's a, it's a little, it's going to save people. A little. Yeah. At least it has some of the, you know, some of the things in there that your, are, yeah. Uh, yeah. Your um, cannabis program has been sold to corporate um, buyers though. So that's unfortunate. And uh, what do we do? We just keep fighting. So, so we'll have you guys back on and um, talk about what next steps look like and, and um, we know that constitutional amendments are hard to change. And so like what, like, you know, 
work on amending, 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 mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and hopefully they go in your, your favor because we've seen amendments of, uh, to things um, not necessarily go in the favor that we are the direction we want. So um, be a part so, of the conversation. Uh, let me know. ask that question real quick since we have uh, Ben here and see if he knows. But do you know, uh, we just saw, uh, I think it was another court document that said they were outlawing other cannabinoids, uh, hemp-derived cannabinoids. Are they outlawing them? Can you, I didn't see it. Can you elaborate I didn't see, a little bit I don't think it was a courting, but it was, a, it was a, po- I don't know. It was a, a post. Medical, medical patients are getting, you know, everyone's getting. Yeah. So does that mean that they're, they're saying, like they were saying like um, hemp-derived cannabinoids, does that mean that they're outlawing them in the state or they're, or they're trying to do that? Or does that mean that in the regulated market, they won't be allowed to carry things like Delta-8, which of course, why would we? Um, but what about CBD? What about CBC? What about CBN? What about uh, CBG? What about THCV? What about CBDV? Um, what's up, Jen? Uh, I wonder if are those are they are they counting those? And 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 then also, I guess the question is, is it outlaw? Is it is it going to be like banned or whatever in the state or just in the regulated market? Because usually the regulated market stays away from the hemp market and vice versa. Um, so that would make some sense to me. But saying that it can't be sold in the state, that's that's going to be. That's problematic. That's yeah. problematic. So anyway, we, we do, we want to talk about this thing. So I'll, I'll reach out to you after the, the holiday and, uh, and, and we'll get you, we'll get you guys scheduled. Um, so yeah, we have a great guest today. Y'all yes. Everyone, you're frozen. I'm, I'm... You're freezing and not freezing, but your, but your voice is fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, you know, signals. Um, signals. and it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's about to snow. Um, one so day we're going to be professionals. I got, I got, I got weather coming in. I know one day we'll have a producer, um, mm. like, <laughs> like waxy, <has>. like waxy has <laughs> great time. Yeah. Waxy. Oh, you guys can find, find, uh, we're, we're on a segment of, uh, of his Thanksgiving show. So check that out. Um, and and yeah, one I know you've hour. been so patient, yeah. Dallas. Thank you so much. One quick thing before we get into talking to our guests, because once we start talking, we're not going to stop. Um, this show is brought to you by CQ LLC. CQ LLC is a um, education and consulting company. www.cq-llc.com. Um, certified to teach responsible vendor training in the state of Colorado. Uh, you can reach out by email or by phone. Customer service cqllc at gmail.com or uh, 970-426-5985. CQ LLC uh, compliance and education company. This show is also brought to you uh, forever and always by Queen Kitty Seltzer. Um, Queen Kitty Seltzer is a low dose CBD seltzer with no sugar and no additives. Uh, we use natural botanical terpenes to get the flavors and um, organically grown hemp. This product is manufactured in the state of Missouri, which we love y'all. We love doing business out there and we love coming and visiting y'all. We have three flavors. We have lemon kiss, bubblegum burst and nearly naked. There's a little piece of education on each can. And our favorite part about it is there's no yak in the back. You're not going to get that weird film on the back of your tongue drinking this. It's nice and refreshing. So don't forget, go pop that kitty, put it in your mouth. Let it quench that thirst. Yum, yum, yum. All right. So let's bring Dallas in. 
Hello. Hello. Nice Hi, to meet guys. you. I'm Kiana Queen. And you MJ. know MJ. <laughs> just through just through our virtual connection, uh, just through the the internet. Um, I don't know if you were, were had joined us at that point, but I was just saying I've been following you for a while. Just I don't even know how I started following you, and um, I've just been I've watched uh, you know, you in different spaces uh, doing what you do, and so I'm just really excited to have you talk about that. And and then as I was reading your bio, I learned so much more about you. So I'm just yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Um, uh, yeah, give us a little introduction. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Dallas. I'm a I'm a Canadian. I'm a Canadian dude with a with an American first name, a French last name, and I'm Indigenous, uh, but I also consider myself mixed breed. So I am an artist, entrepreneur. And um, yeah, um, a lot of things, I guess. So my my artist side, I I do the dancing and the and the culture, kind of marrying those two together because that's what kind of inspires the the dancing and the art that we use in our culture mm -hmm. as part of our our art. And uh, also on the artist side, I'm a musician too. So I I have a musician side to me, and where I play music and. Uh, create music and perform music so there's kind of that side about me and uh, I've I've been in the business now for over 30 years mm -hmm. of performing and entertaining and uh, choreographing designing shows uh, being part of big huge productions uh, across Canada and different parts of the world uh, I've, I've been in this business and all sort of shapes and sizes of uh, performances and productions. Um, and then also there is, um, I, I guess there's an influencer side of me and where I'm kind of influencing certain ideologies and stuff. So uh, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me. Uh, you had a, you made a signal there. Yeah, I was, I was piecing to our, our people in the comments so they know we're not ignoring them, but we're just like paying attention to what's going on in the conversation. We see y'all coming in. We appreciate y'all being here tonight. Um, this is Dallas. And can Dallas, can you tell, because I don't know anything about um, the type of dancing you do, um, where, where it um, kind of originates from, and um and and is there is there like specific meaning behind certain um moves in the dance or or the dance itself can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah i do uh hoop dancing is kind of my main my main bag and uh what i do i uh been doing that for a long time I, i've done all kinds of dances but the main one i'm known for is the hoop dancing because mm -hmm. i'm a three-time world champion hoop dancer so uh Hoop dancing is very different from anything else, any, any anything out there in the world. Uh, a lot of people mistake it for hula hooping. Yeah. So it's, it's not nothing. That. Yeah, it's not that at all. It's nothing. The fact that we use hoops is probably probably the only thing the we only have in thing, common. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's the only thing we have in common with with hula hoopers. <laughs> uh, I've met hula hoopers in my travels, and I have a deep respect for their passion and and their art for for what what they're doing with uh, the the hula hooping uh however uh 
ours our style is hoop dancing so it's indigenous style we do it to a traditional beat uh, like a powwow beat mm-hmm. like, a, like to the drums and the singing and 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 that's kind of what what makes us dance right that's part of the dance the drumming and the singing is is an equal part of of uh, the hoop dance like today though like in the 2022s a lot has changed though there is hoop dancers that now perform to contemporary beats like uh, classical music electronic music mm-hmm. rock and i i even performed this to uh, a, a tragically hip track <laughs> i performed to adele and a big show you know? Oh wow! So, uh, and then even if you look at uh, indigenous style hoop dancing and where it goes now, like places like Totem, like uh, the Circus du Soleil, Totem. So it's it's being accepted in all kinds of realms, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's you know even though it comes from that, um, and one thing that uh, most powwow people uh, know, but people that think of hoop dancing think hoop dancers are a big part of the powwows and they're not hoop dancing is not even a part of the powwow really because it's never programmed in there there's never a space for hoop dancers in powwows the only fact the only reason why we ever get to dance in powwows as hoop dancers is because we ask or we've been asked to dance there so hoop dancing is more of a specialty dance it's not really a powwow mm-hmm. dance even though we dance to powwow music if that makes any sense yes and, um um a lot of us hoop dancers too we also dance some of the powwow dances like uh for example myself i dance fancy dance and that's where i dance with the bright colorful feathers two mm-hmm. bustles you know the whole the whole nine yards like i'm all decked out and i look like uh yeah i i, I look like an indigenous creature <laughs> that's a little inside joke you guys should uh i'm sure your viewers will google that because there is this media post about two or three weeks ago where they called and referred to indigenous people and this was an american uh, media outlet that referred to us as creatures <laughs> so uh, anyways there's a bunch of memes going on there on the internet now about that so uh, uh our people are just kind of uh, making fun of that and uh, yeah yeah taking taking the power oh, back from it yeah i we've had a couple actually marion's here um I, she uh, actually have a few things that um, I she mentioned actually what oh god I'm losing my train of thought because I have so many things I want to say to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's where I you know the the um, that's where you know social media wise um, watching uh, different um, I, I do follow a lot of um, indigenous content creators um, because I'm so. Uh, I, just learning and and through what they're doing and the fact that there's so that now that there's this capability to educate you know we talk about people not understanding or that you know uh even just like tomorrow's festivities and what it means to uh people and now the education and how it has come around and being acknowledged and being talked about uh and and you know social media is providing that platform for indigenous and Aboriginal, uh, you know, uh, life to be told, you know, for real and and, I, and the story. Yeah. So, so I just off of that, since you um, said that, since we're on the subject, um, 
if you are gathering with your friends and family tomorrow, um, especially if there are young people attending your festivities, um, take some time to educate everybody about, about actual history here in America. Because also when you said that um, you saw that, what was it, a tweet or something like that? MJ saw, and I, I saw it too, I'm not sure who posted it, but or or where or who shared it or whatever. But a post that that said something like um, Native Americans are the first they immigrants. Wanted, it was Mary, yes, Marion. Um, Marion posted. That, okay, yes, Marion. I knew uh, that's why that, I saw that, it too. Yes, uh, first immigrants. They want to call. I was like, no, y'all are. <laughs> no. What? No, they've been here the whole time. Like, it's insane to me. Here. And so, and so, um, yeah, please take the time tomorrow um, during your gatherings to actually educate yourselves about maybe um, pick a, an indigenous tribe to learn about or, or, or talk about what actually happened in, in America and in Canada too, um, there's a lot of things that people don't want to talk about because. Yeah, I just, I actually just came from uh, the United States. I was actually in uh, Minnesota in a, in a place called Mankato. And um, so the tribes of that area of Minnesota, the main, main two tribes is the uh, Dakota and the Anishinaabe, also known as the uh, the Ojibwe tribes, um, but uh, anyways, there's there's five main Ojibwe tribes, and there's four Dakota tribes that are indigenous to that territory. And what I found out there too by some of my friends and local people that I got to know in that area while I was there in, in Mankato is the the town of Mankato is known in the United States history as the, the, the largest mass hanging in the United States hi history. Mm -hmm. And what had happened is actually they, they hung, I don't know how many, uh, I think it was like 30 uh, or 35 uh, Dakota warrior men. Uh, and they, and then I found out that um, they actually hung them because uh, they, left the reservation and at that time they weren't allowed to leave the reservation because of the government basically imposed that on them and uh, so for punishment punishment for them leaving the reservation was uh they got they got hung and it was actually abraham lincoln the, the president at that time that that ordered that and so that was the largest hanging in u.s history uh, wow. in that exact location that's so the difference though between America and Canada mm -hmm. is uh you know in Canada they weren't as violent in Canada um you know for example um the United States from what I've studied in history like I'm a kind of a big history buff I took I took pre-confederation history I took you know North American history I, I took all these courses when I was in the university so kind of know a little bit about in depth about what what happened mm -hmm. so anyways uh it was once known that at one time the united states uh, army budget was the entire budget of all of canada like to operate our country <laughs> just their army budget alone 
and their policy, aren't we? Well, and the the policy back in those days was was they they were sent out to basically slaughter and murder tribes uh, of America, like to wipe them out. Like it was their to steal their their land and to resources, yeah, their land. Basically, that was that's that's part of history. Everybody, it's pretty much common knowledge now like I'm, I'm it is sure but there's still knows. some deniers you know out it there is and it isn't you know it isn't it isn't um i i grew up in oklahoma and so i got you know for a period of time and so they at that time they did do a lot of education about uh the trail of tears and i do remember getting a lot of um education about american indian life my sister was uh canadian um, blackfoot and also adopted and um you know and so it was i I don't know it it was just part it it was part of our culture to um understand it and so yeah uh, but i also went to a school called the park lane pioneers so like we were the park lane pioneers so it it just a little disconnect there yeah for sure um have changed i've heard that they don't they don't educate about these atrocities uh, say, anymore. I would say if you really, I mean, you either have to really do it, do the research yourself, or if you go to a, like, like he was saying in university and learn history from a university professor. Um, yeah. In Canada, they, they actually offer that for free. Now yeah. that's part of the, Look at the you. government. Are you yeah. bragging? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the same down there, but you no, guys have you know it's not. <laughs> no, no, it is not uh, free. If you want to learn about uh, history, you have to pay for it. And <laughs> well, you can also go to a library. In- a library card will cost you what five no- bucks, and you nothing can in most places. Library card is Library is free. Yeah, I will so, say but- that um, there there are programs in some states and in some regions. Um, well, in some states, I will I will say um, that uh, provide education for the native population. You just have to bring in your documentation. Um, but um, but as far as like getting education for free, no, that doesn't happen on the whole at all for anything. Public, they want public school, but even public school. I mean, public school money. is not education though. It's it's uh, it's standardized brainwashing basically. I mean, they're the ones that told us that Thanksgiving was this beautiful, bountiful <laughs> thing, and yeah. you know that everybody was getting along happily and. Snoopy was there. I don't know. I don't, you know, anyways, but (laughs) well, (laughs) so I want to, you know, I want to let Dallas, I have a, you know, you were very uh, humble in your introduction of yourself as I'm sitting here with your bio in front of me. Um, You know, you mentioned you're a musical artist and, uh, you know, so you do uh, play some native instruments, but also you are a, a DJ. Uh, of a, a, an EDM DJ. Is that what I'm reading correctly? And um, so tell us more about, you know, your, your journey as an artist, um, how you have, you know, do you utilize both your, you know, your, your uh, traditional instruments in your, uh, you know, your electronic music, or do you keep them totally separate? And Yeah, I've always had a, had a love for for music and arts and stuff like that uh you know being an artist has really saved my life because i i was listening to you guys earlier talking about how uh i think it was 
it was one of you's mentioned that you're adopted and uh, yeah okay I'll, i i can kind of relate to that that's kind of uh why i got into all these different mediums of art of what i do or what i consider art uh, like the dancing and the the music and the djing uh the djing i i just always have had a, an appreciation for music so my djing side i you know I'm, i'm always trying to think about the perfect song that would mix with the next song and how that would make a room feel what the vibes would feel like in in a room and you know trying to experiment too with different sounds and different music um so my my djing instincts they always kick in you know like what do, what do people want to hear what do i want to hear what do i want people to to feel or or what kind of vibes and and sometimes uh i notice though depending on your audience too if you if you're playing to a bunch of hicks that like country music <laughs> and you're playing EDM they they're not going to like it but uh <laughs> I like the description I, I found, I found a, you're not wrong <laughs> yeah so i i mean like uh i found though like i i have played in in audiences though too that that like both uh so i found a happy medium uh, i found some pretty cool remixes of of country songs like that were um uh, electronified i guess um so i've i found that and um yeah i've 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 done djing for a long time i back in the day i used to like make mixtapes and stuff for my friends i would i would uh mix all the the hottest songs and and back kind of mixtapes yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're of our yeah you're of yeah our i love it i was yeah. literally making a mixtape you know because i was like recording on a tape you know was, yeah was mixing it. on a board with cds for, and vinyl and and, and actual for those of you not of our generation that is when you put random music but it's not random because it has a meaning in the order that it's in onto uh what it was a little cassette tape is a little piece of plastic with some like ribbon inside of it that your boom box would eventually eat to pieces. Um, <laughs> and that's how we listen to music. <laughs> and and if that's, you wanted to record and that's it, also you... how we told, and that's also how we told each other. We loved each other by making each other mixtapes. You, you had, had to, to wait for the radio station to, to play, play the song it. for the 10th time and make sure you had your finger on the record button. And you were ready to request to the song a million times so that they will play it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. And that's true love. If somebody makes you a mixtape, I'm not even going to mess around. That's real love because they literally had the, the DJ talked over at the end of the song sometimes. And then you couldn't even use that. You had to start again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. yeah. Start again. That was uh, radio style uh, mixtapes for me. You know, like <laughs> I'm sure we all been through that, you know, where we record songs yes. off the radio. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that though. It was kind of annoying that you'd hear the DJ like halfway between songs and that. Like, like, shut up, dude! We trying to hear this song. Yeah, you had to call in to request request line. <laughs> <laughs> now we now we have Shazam. Yeah, he is. <laughs> what is this song? Let's just add it. Um, we have yeah, we have always Spotify. Like, fascinated with uh with uh you know like the dials and changing the sounds and you know the fact that i can blend two songs together and and have an effortless flow of of music like yeah. that was 
for me, that was the essence of DJing for me. I didn't get anything too fancy. I wasn't like a scratch DJ or nothing like that. I, you know, I'll play around with a couple of effects here and there, maybe do a loop or two and, you know, just kind of mess around with, with stuff like that. So that that's always been a part of me. And uh, I have those instincts. Like, I'm not full out, um, you know, I, I, I wish I knew, like, how to make a living at it because I'd love to do it more often. But, I, I mean, I, I kind of just, everything I do, I always do it for the passion first and, you know, if it monetizes, cool. And if not, then I'll, I'll just keep on grinding and 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 finding my my hustle. And, and the things that I that I do most, I I don't really have to hustle. Like if you find a true passion in something, and you find a, a happy medium with that, uh, I, I I found out that's what works for me. So, like that's what hoop dancing has given me. It's given me the opportunity to have the resources to try stuff like DJing and try stuff mm-hmm. like picking up a guitar. And, you know, I, I don't rely on a living to do those things, but those are part of my art and what I do. And, and, you know, that's more of a passion project and, you know, the DJing, it, it, it takes me places here and once in a while. And I bet I, you I, meet I, some interesting people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've met a lot of interesting people in my travels and, and places I've went and, you know, I'm, I'm, always meeting new people all the time with uh, all the shows I do and the traveling I do like yeah it's it's a never-ending process um so we have a question from the audience um what led you to hoop dancing and what age did you discover hoop dancing um yeah relating back to the my adoption story is um I was adopted at birth uh I was actually adopted by my 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 mother's uh cousin so my mothers were cousins and we kind of knew each other and my my birth mother she didn't really she wasn't really capable of of uh, taking care of children um mentally i don't think um mm-hmm. because i think because she suffered a lot of trauma as a child herself and some people when they're traumatized as children they don't ever recover Oh, and, don't we know it? And so I think she's that type of person. She's like a functional, traumed out person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I kind of, you know, I have a relationship with her today. Like, I'm one of of her four children that I'm the one that talks to her the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm the closest with her. My other siblings aren't as close to her as, as I am. Mm-hmm. Because I've forgiven her and I've realized that Hey man, this woman brought me into this world. I have to show my my gratitude for that, and you know, at least acknowledge her. And you know, regardless if she raised me or not, still be somewhat mm-hmm. part of her life, and and have her part of 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 who I am as well. Um, oh, she's so for, lucky to have you. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful to have been brought into this world, and uh, they and. And, and I know I don't know if this applies in other cultures, but I know in our culture, they say that before you're even born, you choose your parents. Now, I, I maybe you guys have heard that before, maybe not. And I find that interesting because we choose our parents because we we choose a situation like that we want to be in and figure out the lesson and persevere and 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 uncode it, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. and figure it out and 
that's because you you can't just I guess be born into like with a silver spoon in your mouth and and have everything perfect. I'm sure there's challenges on both ends of the spectrum of right. that. Right, right. So, we just don't see it because we don't we don't have that lived experience. If if anybody is sitting here like nobody should be questioning why this uh, gentleman is is on the show today because everything like the everything you've said the last 15 minutes is just like exactly um, what the, what we talk about things that we talk about and. Um, that's so, so through, through, um, so, so, uh, sorry to interrupt your story where, um, you have a a relationship with your mother. Um, I'll let you have the floor back. I apologize. Oh yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I was, I was adopted and, uh, um, this also relates back to when I was talking earlier about the United States government policy was to, was to kill the Indian I killed the Indian and in Canada, it was lesser than that. It wasn't as violent. It was kill the Indian, save the man. And that's why we had residential schools in Canada. So that was their way of doing that. And that's related to how my mom turned out. My mom was a product of that and I'm a product of it. I'm an Mm -hmm. intergenerational survivor of residential schools and residential schools in Canada were like refugee camps. Like it's where, you know, our, our, my grandparents and parents suffered many abuses like physical abuse, sexual abuse, men- mental abuse, all kinds of stuff like that. But anyways, um, to make a long, long, long ass story short, uh, I'm going to shorten it right down to, okay, a lot of my generation, the the culture was not as prevalent. I, I didn't know the culture. I grew up in my community my whole life pretty much, and I didn't know what dancing was. I didn't know what powwow was. I didn't know about ceremonies. We we would speak the odd Cree word here and there, you know, that's our language, the Cree language, but there is no real culture in our community is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so how I got into hoop dancing is I was actually off the reserve in the city in Edmonton going to uh, an all native school and all indigenous school called Ben Caffrobe school. Uh-huh. It's in Edmonton. It was the, the big native school and it's, it's still around today actually. So I'm a former student there. So I went to school there and a lot of their policy there uh, was just themed around native culture, like learning a little uh-huh. bit more that like influencing, learning the culture. There was still the main curriculum stuff we had to learn. Um, but anyways, because I was going to that school, I was around a little bit more culture, uh, a little bit more of that. And then there was a friend of mine I went to school with. His name was Joe Chatsis. And so one day after school, I went to Joe's house. And under, in his living room, he had one of those day beds. So you can kind of, I don't know, it's just part of the living room. So anyways, underneath his bed, he had a big pile of hoops. And I was immediately drawn to them. I'm like, you don't see that in somebody's living room, a big pile no, of hoops. No, never. So right away, I went to them, and I, of course, me being a silly, I was always a joker, jokester kid. I, I was like, hey, Joe, what's these for? Hula hooping? So I grabbed them, and I started trying to hula hoop them around. And, and he's like, no, you idiot. Get out of here. Those, those aren't for that. Man. I'm not a hula hooper. And he showed me. So he just grabs a pile of hoops and then throws them on his body, and poof, all of a sudden, he's an eagle. And then poof, he flips it, and then all of a sudden it's, it turns into a flower design. And then he's like, poof, flips it, and then he's a butterfly. And then poof, he makes a globe. I'm like, wow, 
that was like it just kind of blew me away. I was like, you know, because I, I I had never seen such a thing in my life, and you know, I grew up on on a reserve most of my life, and so that's that's kind of how I got into hoop dancing. Like I didn't grow up with with it because the culture was not there, and that was part of me telling that earlier part of the story about my mothers and and how yeah. they were they lacked culture. So. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the backstory on that. So to me, how I got into it was it was the magic of the hoop dancing. It was a magic trick. I was always fascinated by magic and uh, doing cool tricks, like yeah. doing a backflip on a swing and being a daredevil. And, and so yeah. that's kind of what drew me in is to be a hoop dancer. Um, and dancing, it, it made me feel good. It occupied my mind. Yeah. It took my mind off of the shitty things I, I went through in life, you know, like being adopted. Actually, I didn't even know I was adopted. I found out, um, you know, it, it, I found out as I got older. And as I found out, it kind of messed with my mind a little bit. And then we, then I got taken away from child welfare um, when I was really young and getting tossed around to different foster homes, ending up in a group home. Then eventually getting into trouble with the law after that. And then I ended up in jail. Believe it or not, I was in jail. And I think around 13 or 14 years old, I went to jail. And they put you in jail at 13. Yeah, that's I mean that, that's what's so messed up is like nowadays you can't even you that's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that to teenagers. Yeah. They don't do that to kids anymore. When when I was a kid, throwing a kid in jail was normal. Nowadays, the, the the media would have a firestorm and be oh, all man. over the national the news. Fit. Yeah, like all the Karens out there would throw fits. Yes, you know. I mean, finally, <laughs> they change laws. They could do that was useful. I mean, they would they would put a trucker convoy out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, they would do all that crap. Fin- you know? Finally, so, they would be of use. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I when I went to jail, it was actually jail. It was. It was humiliating because I got treated like an adult because they they even strip searched me. I was 14 years old and they strip searched me to go into jail. Child, yeah, I was a child and I got strip searched <sighs> by grown men and and it was embarrassing and humiliating and uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, that gave me that gave me a wake up call though. Regardless of what the positive I'm going to take out of it is that it gave me a wake up call. Yeah, smarten up. Otherwise, I'm going to end up. That, I guess that was just a practice run to the real thing because I didn't see some of the some of the gory stuff that goes on in penitentiaries, which is probably a lot worse than than juvenile yeah. uh, penitentiary. So I was at the Edmonton Young Offenders Center. Three weeks to me felt like three months. Felt like a lifetime. It was. Yeah. Yeah, and I still get flashbacks even to this day, like when when a door closes some every once in a while, I'm, I'm waiting for the airlock to go. <laughs> so every once in a while, I get a flashback. So crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that so uh, at that time when I had that epiphany in being in jail, being the, that being a wake up call, I I had this thing I was flirting with called hoop dancing, and so. I stopped flirting with it and I started loving it and, and letting it occupy my mind and, and my, my psyche and everything. And it brought me closer to culture. Then I started going to sweat lodges and ceremonies and I started 
to you know want to live a good life and walk a good red road they call it right so that's kind of in a nutshell how i got into to hoop dancing and that's a little bit of the backstory and and the the, the origin story of mm-hmm. myself yeah and Thank you. yeah just kind of went on from there i just excelled my first set of hoops though <laughs> was was probably my neighbor's garden hose and uh, i apologize for that I, I probably scooped it up from a neighbor and or something yeah they're uh, fine <laughs> so when you choreograph uh when you choreograph uh dances are are you doing it to tell a story like a like um are the dances a part of a story are they like historical stories or are they just stories that are um something of you yeah the 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 story is is um is not told in a in a linear fashion it's it's told with um you know with with the dance being the storytelling and the viewer making sense of that or right. connecting to that uh, in a lot of different ways so it's not a tradi- traditional way of telling like a storybook story it's more of a dance story and mm-hmm. so the, the the story is is always about is always about life and the continuum of life and how energy and forces flow in life you know just like when you're smoking your doobie there and you yeah. uh, you blow the smoke and it does it does this right mm-hmm. or you know it, it does a circle it comes from the earth it grows and then it cures and then you roll it and then you smoke it and it goes in your body and then it goes into your mind and to your soul and then it goes in the air and then it does a circle you know so it that's what Look at you speaking our language over here that's what the hoop dancing does though it, it it goes and perpetuates that that idea of of what life is and where life comes from and and the the meanings of life and and how we're connected in a lot of ways uh, more ways than other just like you know like like a basket that's woven together you know all the parts kind of tell the story of of how that was woven together um you know there's lots of different ways you can look at it you can look at it as a visual art too like when you see actual images you can recognize you can see things like the eagle the bear or the buffalo or um whatever it may be uh so that's uh kind of what hoop dancing is and yeah um that's what i've understood hoop dancing to be and that's beautiful yeah it's absolutely beautiful. I love it. Um, do you have any other questions? Uh, anyone have any questions for Dallas? Um, I'm so, well, I'm so intrigued. Well, while I, you're, I wanna. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, while you guys have me, I guess. Um, uh, and since this is like a, a cannabis uh, podcast, uh, instead of talking about hoop dancing all day I can uh, probably share some things that I know about cannabis and what's going on in Canada about that oh yeah we would love yeah. to hear oh, we would love yeah that. from an, an indigenous perspective uh, the way cannabis is looked at uh, unfortunately our our elders um, 
have kind of been trained, their mind has been trained to think it's bad because they grew up with that Rockefeller era where they demonized it in the 1950s and 60s, where they demonized it. So it's always, it's imprinted on their minds, just like how the resident, this is relating back to the residential schools too, like and how they were punished for speaking their language. Their, their, their hair was chopped off and all these things happened. So, so that's why our elders believe it's, it's bad. Um, you know, like some of them that are still in that mindset, but what's interesting about that is in my lifetime, I'm not going to say any names or nothing or who, where, when I saw it, but I know, and I've seen elders use cannabis and smoke it and enjoy it no, we and, are not saying any names on this podcast absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so that's what Keep i mean like, out of that <laughs> so like there i'm just letting you know the kind of the, the two sides of the story yeah. with that you know so there's there's a large group of the majority of elders that are kind of against it because it's been demonized right and it right and it kind of like to them it's like anything that alters the mind state uh or any anything is 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 not good so, and, and and they don't know much about the the benefits of of doing it uh you know uh, about the the effects of thc and cbd and what it does for the body and, and uh, the mind and, and it's it's you know it has potential cancer curing properties about it uh you know i've done my research too mm -hmm. so um yeah uh as for uh the elders that do use it they use it because it helps them with their arthritis and you know like there's a lot of pains with growing old and and i guess it's better than taking uh, meds because one one problem that we do have in our communities that and, and that's why i think there should be more education in our communities about cannabis use because um you know like too many people are reliant on pills like right. there's a major epidemic of of pill popping on reserves on first nations all across canada and i'm sure it's the same in the u.s you know like there's yes pill problems Along with and, alcohol yeah yeah mm -hmm. like alcohols alcohol that's that's an old problem that still hasn't gone away <laughs> it's not gone away i just want to like, <laughs> i want to tell our audience though that even though um in america even though um native americans account for the lowest percentage population wise they are in the highest percentage of alcoholism in the nation and um it's because of of colonization it really is it's because um we took away resources this is generational right we took away resources and um and then said this this is what you can have this is what you can have um and and so um a lot of that was like alcohol and things like that. And also we, we know that humans self-medicate when things aren't going swimmingly. And so that also contributes to it, but, but like, yeah, that's, it's, I mean, learn having uh, more education around cannabis in um, indigenous populations would be, especially um, with some of the elders, like, um, that because because they don't know because you're right it's been it's been demonized since uh, in america since 1937 well since, since our then. since our prime minister trudeau got in 
uh, that I, a lot of people don't really like our prime minister, but I, I'm a fan of Trudeau. You know, I, I've always liked Trudeau. He's hit or miss. He's hit I, or miss. I've been good with him. You know, like he, he legalized weed in Canada. All he legalized Canada. weed, but he, he also legalized. did blackface so or brownface. So. Yeah, that came out later. I didn't uh, know that yeah, later. You know. That wasn't as cool. He's, but... like, he's hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, so. But anyways, uh, uh, ever since he's legalized, though, ever since weed has been legal in Canada, it's a lot. It's been. It's become a lot more normalized now. Like Canada is almost caught up to Colorado now, and in, in their in their products and everything. Guys. Nice. Like, are doing way better than us, in my opinion. I, I'm pretty sure, you know, the prime minister was like, "We are going to make Canada better than he." He said that. I mean, you, you know, this was a year yeah. ago statement, like when yeah, you know, when Colorado was still like at the top, and uh, and yeah, Colorado there's less of a like, negative, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, there's less of a negative stigma around it now too. Like it's becoming a lot more socially acceptable, especially on reservations. Like there's even reservations in Canada that are setting up grow ops, uh, the dispensaries, like, especially in BC, if you go to BC, there's, it's a lot more socially acceptable in BC for, to, for first nations res reservations to have, uh, dispensaries on, on the reserve. And I think BC is the most advanced though, out of all of Canada, yeah. they, they have the most advanced, uh, um, acceptance and, and tolerance of, uh, of, uh, cannabis products. Like they have a lot more products. It's, way cheaper out there and then the the um the potency is actually uh very very dogs. good i came out there right when you legalized it was the weirdest experience i had ever had um i went into a store you guys had just legalized like days ago right so i just went into the store and i was like can i buy anything here and i wasn't expecting to hear a yes but they were like um uh, the guy had a French accent. I'm not going to pretend to know how to do that. Um, but he said, um, do you have a medical card? And I said, well, not from this country. And he said, do you have a medical card? And I showed him my Colorado medical card. And they gave me a Canadian medical card so that I could shop in their stores. And I got to shop the whole time that I was there. It was I it was insane. And, and in the place where I was, I could um, smoke wherever you could smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, it's, it's lots has changed, though, since uh, yeah. those days, you know. That was like the still... very, very beginning. So when every, everybody's like, um, do, do, uh, do whatever you can before the laws are set in stone. Yeah, there's... Um... You know, there's bigger problems, though, on on our First Nations and our communities. Uh, you know, like there's other problems, too, like uh, meth is a big one right now. Yeah. A big, huge problem. Too. Yeah. Like on, on our um, on our res, like I've, I've known and seen some family members that uh, have been on it and I've seen what it's done to their life. And, you know, that's unfortunate. So, um Oh, did you already put these up? I think you did. I that one. I just I took that one, but yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. There, Marion Coon said a comment there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. She's um, she's one of your followers. She loves you. She's very excited that we were having you on the show today. Um, 
So um, her comment to the, to the to the full extent, um, just to touch on what Dallas was saying, many elders truly believe it's still a gateway drug. And unfortunately, there are high rates of alcoholism and drug abuse on the res. So, yeah, exactly what we were just talking about. I wish these elders would look uh, to folks like, um, am I going to pronounce this wrong? Peute tribe? Did I pronounce that right? I'm not sure. Peyote. Uh, okay, thank you for correcting that's... me who single-handedly uh, preserved the safety of their tribe via Nuwu wellness. Um, not to mention sovereign tribal lands are still being raided for hemp. Um, and I want to I say that the last raid has been within the last five years. And then she says, I also don't appreciate that tribes have to negotiate, let alone actually pay taxes in order to play outside of the res. So um, thank you, Paiute. I think yeah, I said there's... it right this time. There's, Thank you very much. Yeah, there's all kinds of advantages and disadvantages of, of that. Uh, you know, I guess I can only speak from the, the Canadian side and, and my area right. where I know. And yeah, I don't really know the American side of things. We're <laughs> doing a, a little dance because it's... Um, Thank you, Paiute. Okay. Um, thank you for correcting me as many times as I needed, because if I had heard you say it, I would have been right. You know, okay, so I just want to make sure I was saying it right. Um, but it is 420 on the wet on the West Coast. So happy 420 West Coast. Holla holla. Um, so usually before we get off of uh, our show, we like to do a uh, would you rather. Um, so I picked one today. So everybody. Um, did you? Are we? Well, I just wanted to um, oh, have sorry. Dallas uh, share his socials if we're going to. You're correct do a about that. Um, You're doing share that. your socials. We've got. Um, you can visit his website, uh, Dallas Arc. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing your last name properly. Is it Arcan? 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 Uh, yeah, Arcan.com. Arcand. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really said, accentuate don't that really D know. very much. I say Dallas Arcand. <laughs> so it sounds like I say it without the D, but there's a D at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I just got a heavy res accent um, from the res, eh? <laughs> yeah, I got that res. I'm resy. You have actually, no, it's, it's a similar accent um, to some folks I know around here. And also I can hear the Canadian in your accent too. So I can yeah, it's a little hear bit... the American in your accent. Oh, of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> can you hear the Southern American? I'm more Southern, yeah. I like, like that. Can you yeah, hear the American? Bit. Yeah, I like <laughs> it though. I've I've always liked the uh, American accents. Uh, you know, I've always been fascinated by that. Yeah, it's been mm. really cool. Well, yeah. um, thank you for. I... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. not. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So, what are share your socials? How can we um, find you? How can we follow you? Uh, yeah. Well, before I do, I got one more quick story for okay, you. Okay. Yeah. Mind. Please tell us. We don't have to leave. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll tell you about uh, another personal personal. It's actually a personal and a professional experience I've had with uh, with uh, cannabis here in Canada. A couple years ago. Uh, and again, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. Please but, don't. We don't want um, that. We don't want <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. here to slander anybody. But, we like to sit back and watch the drama from over here. We don't want to be a un- part of it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I I got attacked and fired from a job because of cannabis. Because 
there was some rumors going on about me and uh and this was before it was legal by the way too so <laughs> it was legal yeah. at this time for for cannabis so anyways there's some rumors floating around and uh, uh one day i um i got this letter and it just so happened to be my birthday too by the way I feel like, like, why do I feel like I've, I, this is a, such a deja vu like, thing happening right now. I was, I was like, I, I, I got this letter and, and it was my birthday. So I thought somebody's like, give me a card or something. Right. And I was like, I was all happy and excited. I was like, Ooh, it's in the letter. And I looked and I was like, I, I nearly like broke down right there. I, I, I literally felt like my head had been chopped off and it was, and I was holding my head in my hand and, and it said in the letter that there's rumors about me and blah 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 marijuana blah 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 weed and all this stuff and and it was just a terrible letter and it was from my own people like not from my own community but people that are in kind of my territory uh i was hired to do a performance and a workshop at this conference anyways the conference was a month away and then they sent me this letter it was hand delivered to me and it said that i I was no longer hired for their conference, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. um, so anyways, I I was upset about it. And so before, I, I called, did it happen before legalization or, or post legalization? It was before legalization. Mm-hmm. It was a couple of years before. So, so anyways, you didn't have I, any avenues to even like. Well, actually, no, this is where the, the story gets interesting. So I had a medical card at the time from Aurora Cannabis. So I was actually a medical, uh, considered a medical user at the time, right? I used it for anxiety and stress and uh-huh. you know, body pains that I get, you know, sometimes just from working out too hard or dancing too hard. And oh, we you, know you, we're you get... also. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I, I had a legitimate card for it. So anyways, I, I called this company out on, on Facebook and I put my card on the letter and I do a post and I just totally just, I just, yeah, ro- I just roast them. Like fired a patient. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I just roasted them. And yeah, there was a lot of backlash and stuff. And then uh, the person that wrote that letter called me in a rage. And uh, so, I, so I, I took the high road on this one. So what I did is, is I actually said to the person that, that did that to me, I said, Hey, look, why don't we use this as something good? You know, you're trying to fire me over this, blah, blah, blah. Why don't we use it as me doing, I'll do a workshop for the people at your conference and, uh, and I will talk about, I will talk about uh, this and the benefits of it and educate on how it's good for our people. It's better than the pill popping that's going on the res. It's, be- it's good for stress, anxiety. There's all kinds of medical benefits. It's a cancer-curing drug. It's not a drug, actually, by the way. Uh, it's a natural herb that grows on the earth. You know, it's a medicine. And why it's don't I do... Lavender drug, right? Yeah, why don't I do a, a workshop on it and stuff? And and so, anyways, long story short is I, I got denied of that. And I nearly got my head chopped off for trying to advocate for it in the first place so i don't know i've, I've never really been the type to uh protest uh, very much i'm not a protesting type i guess uh, so i was just like okay well whatever i just kind of let it go after that and uh Aww. yeah 
So that's sad, but I'm glad that you stood up and said it with your chest, with your whole chest. I'm sorry that I was trying to wrap up early because I was thinking it was Monday for some reason, but it is Wednesday. So we got, <laughs> yeah. we got some time. We got it's some okay, time. But also, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but on that point, you know, like hopefully, you know, as a, we've been we've been in the legal industry for you know in Colorado as as long as it's existed and um and so to see people's minds changed over time or you know people that were very staunch about not accepting cannabis or still do kind of you know turn their nose up at it or whatnot um there it's it's fewer and fewer and you know and, and so more education is being offered you know and whether it's from a good perspective or bad perspective at least you know there it's being talked about in the fact that it is in our communities it is you can't just say you know we're going to ignore it and not talk about it and just be like it's bad uh well then as much as you know we have we have information and you know that it's good so go ahead and present me with why it's bad and not just because you know, like you have this opinion of it, you know, versus we have yeah, actual, there's, yeah, we have know, some, yeah, yeah well, whether it's anecdotal or not. Yeah, yeah. Lots of natives, lots of natives smoke weed, man. Before it was legal, while yeah. it was getting legalized, yep. and long after it's been well, legalized, and now we they're were, just getting better. And they're still going to do it We were just talking yeah. about, um, we were just, I don't have the headline for this, but if, if for, for those of you who who are our regulars here, you might remember when we talked about um, New York, when New York legalized the tri the um, some of the tribes said, uh, we're going to, we're going to open dispensaries on our, on the, on our land. And we don't care what your regulations and laws are. We're going to just start doing and your timeline. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care about your timeline. <laughs> and I was like, why don't, why don't more tribes do that you know and then that that is a, that is a source of well not all uh, tribes are up up to speed right you know? exactly. some are some yeah. are 20 years behind right like those more urban tribes they're more progressive that way they're more on it yeah opposed to like my res where i come from uh, they're about 20 years behind they're still kind of catching up but they're more they're more bowing down to the oil industry than they are to the cannabis industry there's so. still, yeah, there's still towns like that, you know, especially mm -hmm. here in Colorado, there's still, uh, you know, coal towns and, uh, you know, and whatnot that just, um, you, they're not, they're not letting go. <laughs> um, Marion, do you know anybody in South Dakota that could talk to us about that? Because we would really love to talk to somebody out there uh, about what's going on out there and also about um, specifically um, dispensaries opening on tribal land with the tribes just uh, being for and creating their own set of rules. So I would like to talk to someone about that. If you know anybody, connect us, please. I would love that to have them on. Um, but yeah, um, I I get what you're saying. But like, but um, when the when when um, when the higher ups, the officials, kind of get on board with it, that's when you can get the community along like now they're not so it's not so stigmatized as much um especially when we're talking about with the elders um the you know if 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 tribal members voted to put the dispensary out here and for us to have it you know then then it must be well some reserves are a little bit more sovereign than others mm -hmm. there's there's some that are a little bit more leaning towards the government and then there's some that are like 
more like f you government we're sovereign this is yeah, our yeah, land yeah. we'll do whatever the hell we want so right right uh, right that's and that's you know, and that's what we're so. seeing in some of these states where they're like we don't care what you said because south dakota just south dakota just um just failed to pass legalization although theirs was a little iffy too a lot of them were i think maryland was the only one i was like well this should pass this is going to be beautiful but the others were a little iffy and um, I wasn't surprised when some of those didn't pass South Dakota included. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, you know, it's the same uh, in Canada, I guess too. Like we, we, we got, uh, you know, I, I actually just came from, I was in the Washington state uh, about a month ago and I was on uh, one of the reserves out there on the coast there, the coast Salish. Um, it was somewhere near the town of Shelton. There's a reserve, a couple of reserves there. Anyways, they had dispensers on there. I was like, cool, man. They had like yeah, 10 of them down there. I was like, they're all over, like right next to the casino. I and mean, like, they're right across mm-hmm. the casino. And Yeah, just, just yeah. in certain places. In a lot of places like Colorado, you cannot um, smoke on any kind of tribal land or any. You can't do it. You're not yeah, supposed to. Yeah, well, they must be one of those res. They, they must, their res must be a little bit behind uh but i hope i also heard that too that religion has a lot to do with uh yes how natives like the mormon uh kind of practice like the mormons are kind of against it right yeah they're um, allowing for i think they allow for cbd in a strict very strict uh, fashion um i know that their elders uh have uh consulted people in the cannabis community but you know because again they know it's in the community um, they know it's being utilized regardless of, uh, you know, in, in certain, to certain degrees. And so, um, yeah, I think that they, you know, but I don't think they're. Well, most reserves they call dry reserves, but they're not. They, they, alcohol or drugs Exactly. And, and yeah. um, painkillers. And then when they can't get painkillers, it's the same. It's the same here. Yeah. It's the same here. And then, of course, indigenous communities are more affected by this this happening like of all communities are being affected but indigenous communities especially communities of color especially are being more impacted by by alcoholism by by the by by the um you know the epidemic of of methamphetamines on the streets people turning from painkillers into like heroin or something else and it's happening in all communities, but of course it, it's going to affect communities of color and indigenous communities more. And it, and it just, and, and nobody does anything about it. They just keep yeah. handling it out. And then they, and yeah. then they put a, they put a kibosh on, 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 uh, on, uh, what do you call it? Uh, cannabis. Sorry. I just lost my train of thought. Couldn't think of the word cannabis. That's crazy. Um, okay. so, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. Cause you see, we see, we see people, their whole lives are affected. They're affecting the lives of others and their families. They're losing their lives. And then cannabis can help turn that all around. You know what? I, I, you know, I, I've been hearing about our social problems for, for years and years and years, you know, like I'm 44 years old now. And, uh, you know, the narrative hasn't quite very much changed. It's been kind of dragging itself out. I think the only way uh, to kind of, solve our problems in the future is to get our people more um more business savvy more financially mm-hmm. literate so we can kind of control more of our destiny and and uh, and also to provide more resources for our community you know instead of 
waiting for the government to do something. I think it's time for our people. And, and that's kind of one of the things I'm advocating, advocating for now moving forward is for our people to get invested in, in real estate and to get more financially literate and, and get yeah. their finances in order because we have the potential to do so. You know, we have the resources to do so, but the education is missing. So that's my mission now moving forward with the, the phase I'm at in life is to encourage our young people and, and, and anybody in the community. I'm willing to help anybody get their finances in order, you know, and, and it's, it, my attitude is, if I can do it, you can do it kind of attitude. Right. I, I come from the same background as you. I've been there. I grew up there. I, I got a T-shirt, man. I got 10 of those T-shirts. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, that's what I want to share moving in the future is that our people need to just step up and rise up by investing in themselves and, and yes. creating wealth for themselves and for their families so they can prosper and get the resources that, that they want and need. And I think just one step at a time, one business plan at a time, one one um, endeavor at a time, I think we can get there. And, and that's what the I want to put out there in the world. And, and that's my new drive in life is to put that out there in the world. That's amazing. We'd love to help you in any way that we can with yeah, that. That's awesome. I love it because it's exactly um, where we also yeah, you know, we love it. The, the education piece. Yeah, It's the most yeah. important piece. I mean, if we educate people then, um, you know, they're going to be able to prosper or may, at least make decisions about their medicine or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's the most important part of cannabis, you know, aside from the growers. <laughs> yeah. We need y'all to grow it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, um, not, not everyone can grow and it's, it's proven. Yes, um, <laughs> it's proven, um, that not everyone can grow. Um, some of us can do it well. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad that we're here and we should all band together and grow more, um, more than just cannabis too. grow some yep. tomatoes, grow, or some something. Food. grow some food in your yard. I want to, I want to get rid of the grass in my yard. I want to get rid of it for several reasons. One grass, ew, but also the grass in my front yard doesn't have any like any what it, what is it in in the grass that keeps it standing up i don't know but it doesn't have that so it just lays down whenever the lawnmower goes over it it just lays down and then and then it's just big grass well and then, I, yeah i don't know fun. my i don't know my grass man <laughs> i don't either i don't either um, i just got I'm like here. florida grass it's it florida grass grows to be cut so um and and to suck water so i'm gonna tell I, you these rabbits so, are not going to be happy. Stand up so to, it can be cut. I'm going to make the rabbits out here real, real mad because I'm, I'm not keeping that grass. That grass is not staying. Mm -mm. They'll move along. Well, you'll have some grass in the backyard. Yeah, they'll be in the backyard. But yeah, well, the, the, the indigenous way of taking care of your grass is you just got to burn it. Just light it on fire. And I don't think that my neighborhood and my neighbors <laughs> would be okay with that. At all. Uh, mm -hmm. And I just paid a lot of money for this house, so I don't want to burn it down. Oh, <laughs> that grass okay. is very Good close idea. to my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's all wispy and stuff. So you know it would just yeah. be like <laughs> just well, it sounds like you need a gardener to, to kind of uh, map it out for you. And uh, yeah. those guys are worth the money though. Worth they are, the they're worth it. Laid. 
I want yeah. a zero escape or yeah, zero escaping. It's not like you're going to do a rock garden, but do a you know a zero escape that doesn't have to be cut and you know watered and you know can withstand the elements and yeah, like um or if I did a grass, I would do clover grass or something like that, something that doesn't grow and doesn't need a lot of like you said water and stuff. Plant for your zone. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to plant a lot of vegetables in the back. Uh, yeah, guys. Well, uh, I gotta, I gotta head out now. So, uh, thanks for having me online. Well, here thanks today for coming on. Did you want to do a would you rather with us? Oh, uh, would you rather? Uh, yes. What's that? Just a um, question. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. Would you rather, would you rather find $5 on the ground or find all of your missing socks? Um, five dollars for me. <laughs> I'm gonna go with five dollars. <laughs> that was a simple. <laughs> you know, I'm we have to ask on the okay. way out. Well, it was great having you on. Thank you for hanging out. We always do a would you rather at the end of the show. So, um, stick around, audience. We we just want to talk for a few more minutes. We're gonna talk about Missouri, um, and yeah, and join us next week. We're gonna let you guys uh, know what's going on in Vegas too. But um, thank you for joining thank us today, and um, we would love to have you back on in a future show to talk more. Okay. All right. Thanks. Sounds right. good to Thanks. be here. You're so interesting. Yeah, you guys do that. Have fun and thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, my I had a I had another one, but I, I just I wanted to keep it I want to keep it chill with our guests because <laughs> yeah, I had to get going. Um his uh, Instagram is at Celtic underscore Cree C R E E. Um and uh, I don't know what his tiktok is but um he does do a lot of uh you know you can see his performances and the different uh things and you can go to his website we'll have it posted on our social you said celtic underscore cree yes celtic like this c-e-l-t-i-c hold on like that yes yes okay so that's where you can find him um since uh, since we got some people in, from Missouri in here, uh, we'll just spend uh, the last 10 minutes or nine minutes-ish that, that we have just because we were talking about it before. I wanted to know if they're putting a whole, um, like, no hemp-derived cannabinoids or is that just in the regulated market and not for, like, the smoke shops in the... Etc. Etc. That's my question. Um, that's on the table. But yeah, it's interesting that um, that we're starting to see now. I mean, every time I look at these, um, um, oh yeah, there's also some on his YouTube as well. Um, every time, um, thank you. She's following him on TikTok. Oh, nice. hey, what's up, Daryl? Um, it's Celtic Cree, just one word on TikTok. So no underscore. If you go to the TikToks, um, we'll have to go follow him on all those. Um, what I was saying is I've been watching all of the platforms out there and, uh, there's people asking questions like, when can I shop at a micro business? And people are like, I mean, they can't even do anything for two years. And then like, how can I avoid, um, the corporate businesses? 
but I mean, you can't. What about expungement? Well, they just, again, today, uh, I just got a, a shared post that said, uh, said that THC is, is not going to be an expungible offense. So what, what, that means there's no expungements. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Are they going to expunge hemp offenses? Are they going to stop charges on hemp offenses? Is Adela wisdom going to, um, get released from charges that are pending on her. And I think her husband too. Um, and, um, for, for hemp, for hemp that they haven't even tested yet. They haven't even tested it. So they don't even actually know what it is and it's hemp. And they've been steadfast saying that for at least the last, I don't know how many years I've known them, uh, or I've been friends with them on, on the Facebooks, but the point is, uh, are they going to, are, is that what we're talking about when we talk about expungement? Cause we certainly aren't talking about all of those thousands of Americans in Missouri that were going to be, um, to have their offenses expunged. That's certainly not what we were talking about. Right. They right. just said that in court today or not today, but recently. Right. Um, yeah, I'd like uh, you want, <laughs> we didn't uh, tag anyone specific to answer those questions, but yeah, we did. Um, if y'all yeah, are, I mean, yeah, if y'all are out there and listening in the in the in the playback, um, we'd love to. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have more conversation. Of course, we'll about this. They're doing it on purpose, though. They're doing that to her on purpose. They're like the, they're dragging it along on purpose. They keep making her come back to court to dismiss it or, or not to dismiss it, but to, um, to push it back further to another court date, to another court date, to another court date. Meanwhile, she has to pay for an attorney the whole time. Like what? And then, and then she can't go anywhere. Like they're stuck right now. They can't. So, I mean, just like dismiss the damn charges. It wasn't even that much. I've seen a lot of the pictures that she's posted, um, like full transparency. She's been on a show to talk about it too, uh, in the beginning, uh, first year show. It's, uh, it's, it's upsetting over a plant, you guys. I don't give a shit if it's hemp or not. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Who was she harming with it? No one, no one. And then there's even something about the fact, you know, they're like, you know, it's, it, you know, and then they moved it. And then I think there's some kind of like, you can't remove something from the ground. It's like, the fuck? Yeah. Right. Will any of that 2% funding help her? Will it? No, it won't. It won't. The, first of all, they no, I think that was one of the things her, that a public defender was not serving, that she has had bullshit time. Um, it's insane. With her, uh, it's like they're all fighting against us. They're like, "Well, we'll work with you. We're we're gonna legalize." They didn't legalize THC. That's what it says. That's what the court decision says. THC is not legal. It's not. It's not legal. Prohibition which means 2. cannabis 0. is yeah, which means cannabis. And is. they're like marijuana offenses, but not THC. What the fuck? That's an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. What do you mean? What do you mean? You well, and here's the thing: you didn't test it then. Well, how's there a THC offense then? So is that is that? The yeah, you just made an assumption, right? Yeah. Now, now is there is there? You no, know they're yeah. all THC offenses. What the fuck? I don't understand. Uh, another brain another, another trick and another loophole to keep black men in jail. 
But, in the but it's a start. Yeah, that's what you guys look like. Exactly that. Exactly that. I love that you said that. Yeah. Um, that's what they fuck. But now, well, yeah, but now it's a claw your, now it's a claw yourself. Self. Everyone has to claw themselves out of this situation, or it's not even a, a possible situation for them, or you know. Um, for all those people that mean, voted yes for this, you should have said the reason I'm voting yes is because it legalizes cannabis for me. That's it. That's it. That's the answer. That's the reason. That's okay. And that's you. okay. Hey, vote how you need to, but don't say that all the that it's going to be good. It's not going to be bad for communities, and it's not, and it's going to do all this stuff. Those were not true. Those are not true. But, you know, let's. I, I want to see the. You know. I, uh, you know, Queen of Terpenes has been very vocal about um, where y'all at, where y'all at for your community. What y'all, you're not even holding food drives. You're not giving any, you're not doing anything to support. Like, where you at? Remember that time when John Payne was literally like, we're not discussing semantics, but yeah, we should, shouldn't we? Because words are important. Words are important. The and words that you are use even, are yeah, important. Like, it's important. It's important. Then don't use them. You know, don't don't use them. I feel Let's like y'all. I feel like y'all might feel like you got bamboozled, but uh, you didn't. They told you exactly what they were going to do. I want to know if anyone that voted yes is, you know, kind of like people that voted, you know, whether, you know, I don't know, whatever election where you felt like disappointed in the way you voted. I know that, that there are a few people in, in certain elections that are like, well, shit. Um, anyone? You know, I don't, I mean, you saw how easy it was to get people who want, were going to vote yes um, on the show to begin with, but um uh yeah like like do any of you feel like you were lied to and that's why you voted yes because i would like to know that because i don't i want to know the people that you know that it was said to help uh, you know that it's not really going to help you know, and for those examples to come out you know uh and we for all, all of those you know yeah for all of those uh you know pow sitting there that this will not help that now again these uh you know the um different groups that are you know trying it, it it makes it even you know now now they have now it's even harder for them yeah yeah at least at one point they had a chance for something and so now the suggestion right now is to uh is to get your medical card and get it on the medical market but honestly your medical market is corporately owned too so and you can't go anywhere else to get it. So. And you, yeah, you can't go. You can't go. And you may else not. Now. You may not even be able. You know, like find a caregiver. Um, Do y'all want to hear the "Would you rather" that I was gonna say? That I. Yes. That I yes. 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 Okay. The "Would you rather" for today is: uh, Would you rather have one nipple or two belly buttons? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you only have, um, I don't know if it means you only have one boob. I think it just means you have one nipple. You just have one nipple. Okay. Instead of three nipples, you have one nipple. Maybe there's like one in the center or something. Okay. 
like third eye. You're like that, like <laughs> just right here, just right here instead. Yeah. Um, or two belly buttons. I'm and, gonna go with one and any in an Audi. <laughs> no, I'm, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Belly buttons are weird and gross. Uh, your feeding tube that is now inside you is disgusting. Um, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> it would depend on where the other belly button. Where would else be. would it be? Is it gonna be like on your? I know. Is it gonna be on top? Is it, it on your butt cheek? Existing <laughs> belly button? Is it on the out? Is it on your back on the reverse side? Oh, um, weird! Like, is any yeah. is an any on the front and an Audi on the back? <laughs> what if you could? What if it was an Audi on? <laughs> That's truly a twin that ate the other twin. That's real life. You were like, Rah, and you just have like, okay, so then you would have an Audi belly button. <laughs> Which is kind of like have... having a third nipple. I don't know. Is that like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen people with a third nipple. It is very weird. Um, what if, what if you had an Audi belly button and uh, on the front and an any belly button on the back, but when you pushed it, it went, <laughs> it went reverse. <laughs> then would you do it? <laughs> third nips are cute. All right. There's, what, how about how do you feel about one nip though? Yeah, is, like is, is, one is, nip a so, is a solo nip uh, cute? Where does where would it be located is also my question. Because next, are you are you did you hear did you he just hear got the here? Are you, would you rather like, have did one? I walk into now? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have one nipple or two belly buttons? And we were discussing what the belly buttons, how the belly buttons would operate. Uh, <laughs> um, if it, if it operated like that, I would say, oh, what if it felt weird though? Like what if you could feel it all the way through? Or two innies is just, I don't know. That's super crap. <laughs> two innies. I used to say that I would never date anybody except Lenny Kravitz who had an Audi belly button, <laughs> but that's. It's not even Audi. It's just not super any, right? No, he has an Audi. He has an Audi. I mean, I'm not saying his. I'm just, I don't know. I've never, I'm not really think I'm like, in person, have have I seen an Audi? You know, some people have that flat, um, no indentation belly button, like the, the, like, you know, um, and so it doesn't go in, but it doesn't go out. But then some people have the Audi one. And I don't know how I feel. I'm not, I'm not dated, a, no offense, not body shaming, but I've never dated a full Audi. <laughs> I've dated like a half, a half, a half. <laughs> like, I'm say I have not. I'm going to say I, I, I can't recall the last time I've seen an Audi button in person. She said I need both nips to balance. So you got to have two belly buttons and that's the choice. You, It's either or you either have one nipple. And that's what I was thinking too. I was like two nipples feels like more balanced. Like it's two or none at all. And um, if I had a third nipple, then maybe I would tattoo another one. I don't know what I would do about it. it where is the nipple? It, can it, 
where's the nipple? <laughs> I'm going to assume as a woman, it still has to be functional for, for children. So, okay. um, so I would assume it would still be like, you know, but maybe you're just missing it. You just don't get one on the other. And then that poor, poor nipple, poor single nipple having to bear the burden of it's, oh. it's bad. It's bad enough that you have two. You know, and, and they still, I heard these things because I, that's one of the reasons I was like, I'm going to put that as one of a checklist of no, I, yep, not, nope. No, I'm not, I'm not interested uh, in that uh, kind of, uh, no, I don't, there was, uh, did I tell you there was a, um, there was a, an incident, did I tell you guys this, there was an incident at the, at the Costco a couple weeks ago where it was like, it solidified my uh, my choices in life, my life choices, when there was this child like screaming, but couldn't express what he needed. Oh, yes. Oh, my that. Lord. She was like, great. bacon balloons. <laughs> he was like, no. I was like, oh, no, I couldn't. I that would just do be it. like, I don't Sometimes know. You're, I you're gonna, like we're going to, we're going to cry as we walk out the door. No. Not, not me trying to figure out your cry. Like, <clears throat> um, but that's how my mom handled things so that's how I know I would have probably handled things as well it wasn't it wasn't a choice it was like you're going to stop pitching a fit or we are um you know you're gonna yeah, your dad's gonna that. take your dad's gonna just, take care of it when we get home and then that was like, like okay. okay that so I think she was practicing gentle parenting which do do as you do um my mother would have whooped my ass I'm not saying that was the right decision at all at all. But if we went to the bathroom at any point in time when I did not have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> I was, I was very afraid. <laughs> I was not looking forward to that trip. I knew why we were going because I was being a pain in the ass and yeah, but that's what kids do. And kids are not adults and kids don't have like a uh, emotional IQ. Um, they, they don't know how to emote properly. They don't know how to tell you what they want. And that's, that's why you have a job because you're supposed to like help them figure it out without freaking out every time. And, and, and the first few times, like the first like 12 years or some shit, 18, 22 years of their lives, you still have to teach them that. I babysat a child when I was a teenager that um, could not uh, fully speak yet. She was verbal and uh, you like. But also that also solidified that I never wanted to babysit children again that could not be verbalize what they need and what they want. Um, and then uh, two, again, that I, you know, I love my nieces and nephews, but I can put them away to their parents. Yeah, this is um, and um, your and baby's again, crying. I, yeah. <laughs> like... I, I love children. I'm just you know thankful that I uh, don't have my own. I um, that's a very strong word, love. But I, I, I do. I, I, there are children that I love. There are children that I love. Okay. Yes. That's what I was saying. I, I, there are children that I love. I'm on a whole children on a whole. No, I don't love children on a whole, but also more, more on point is I don't love their parents because their parents are the reason they act that way. This real life. I mean, I know that children have temper tantrums and stuff, but then also you see these older children who should know better already and they're still doing the same shit, the to same toddler shit. No, absolutely. 
listen, I can't, I can't do it. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to admit my faults right here and now. I'm just going to yeah, admit my more power, right more, you know what, moms, you guys are fantabulous. Thank you. And dads you too. Know, and dads too. Thank Y'all, you for doing it. So we thank you. Yeah. Thanks for raising the future. Now you. don't forget that that's what you're doing though. Don't forget yes. that that's your job. You're raising our future. So please. Do a better job, some of y'all. Not y'all, not y'all in the comments, but like you know who I'm talking about. You know, you know somebody. This is this is yes, yes. This is uh yes. So everyone do better. Do better. Um (laughs) where's the nipple? (laughs) I just I would need balance. I'm gonna go with two belly buttons, but I also want them to be operational because I think that would be kind of funny little party trick. Little would you want any Audi? You want so you want the any Audi. I don't know. Maybe I would put them both on the front and just click them like a, like a, like a, like a fidget spinner. (laughs) But not any, not both any. I'm an any, I would rather have an any, any belly button. Side note, there's a mole in my belly button. And my mom one time thought it was a tick. She put nail polish in there. Awesome. Did she didn't try to like pull it out though? Like a. Well, I mean, like she a did a tag. little bit, but like, um, but it, it didn't. Then they realized it was not, it's not a tick. It's still there. We're intact. It's fine. It was the eighties, y'all. You can't even stop. You can't even stop it. You can't even stop it. They were putting kids in jail. <laughs> they still do that in the south too, y'all, because they're they still live in the eighties. They didn't even. Some of them. Some of them. Not all of them. Anyways, y'all, this has been uh, an absolute fucking pleasure. Oh, we did it. We did that Thanksgiving today, and uh, and and uh, holla holla at uh, at Daniel at Waxy Brown. Uh, Want to give him a shout? Thanks for including us. Uh, but there was like one rule, and <laughs> every time there was one rule. Okay, so the last time we did an interview on the radio, we had one rule. And this time we had one rule. It was the same, same rule, rule because he broadcasts on the radio. And that rule is that you can't cuss. And so I know when people say that rule, they're usually looking at me because I say fuck a lot, a lot. And y'all know, y'all know I say it. And so I was like, okay, so then I'm just talking north. And this one says shit. She did it on the other one too. She said shit on the other one too. <laughs> same, same, probably talking about the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah because that is my. <laughs> that's her. That's her thing. Is that she says? She says that, you know that sometimes we have conversations with like people who don't want to necessarily carry our drink, and it's because they're carrying a drink that's not getting a lot of play, and it's because that drink does not taste good, so they don't have a repeat customers they don't have repeats they just have like a buy one this tastes like garbage i'm not buying it again and that's it and that's not what happens when people drink queen kitty people come back for queen kitty um once they've had it and once they've um tasted it um they come back over and over again right so so we were kind of, we were, we kind of talked about that. She was saying that and she was like, and they, you know, they say they don't want to carry a drink because CBD doesn't get a lot of play, but that's because the drinks they're carrying taste like shit. <laughs> Woo! I will have to start changing my verbiage. It's disgusting. Tastes um, like garbage. Tastes like that. 
Um, I, you know, I think probably too is that the sweeteners that are put into some of them are, again, I'm not a sweetener person, uh, except for in my cakes and cookies and chocolate. That's and uh and no, so watch not in my drinks yeah you know, I, I, um, like, so... no sugar no sweeteners no nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how are you supposed to bake it for, anyway? for your bakery so yeah um and so uh, i don't like stevia stevia is a, as soon as i see that in any product Cancer. i will not i will not buy it i will not taste it i already know i will not like it um, even if it's like flavors and drinks and everything that I love, you know, uh, if it has stevia in there, then it's no, it's a no go for me. Um, it's gross. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. And also a lot of these products just taste bad. We, um, we went to, we had some gummies that left that taste on the back of my mouth. I had to drink one of our drinks. Like I had to drink the whole thing. To get that taste yeah. off the back of my mouth. It's like I think it I was, feel like I still taste it. No. <laughs> it was really gross. It was really gross. And they're they're like, we're about to take these to market. And we're like, no. And then there was a lot of HHC, which is Yeah, we need to um do some research or maybe uh you know find some uh you know guest references for uh that um and, and see. Maybe this is the time we reach out to Dr. Ethan. So. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe it is. Maybe we, and then that other guy that we saw on the, did we get his information? The guy we saw at the hemp conference that we really liked the, um, uh, Asa, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love yes, to, have him uh, on to talk about some of these things. And cause he was, he was one of the ones that said there's never been a, uh, uh, he said there's never been a, a Delta eight test that has been like safe, basically. Right. Is that, that he said, I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, I'm pretty I, sure he said that. And I would love to have him on to talk more about that and talk about these other yeah. cannabinoids that are popping up. They're just pop, 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 pop. Yeah. What, uh, one of my accounts that popped into today, uh, he was like, what did, you know, what, what, you know, what would you take away what they say about CBD? Yeah. You know, he's like market saturated. I said, yeah, I said that. I was like, but more so like what we took away is that people keep running away from trying to legalize this plant and want to, you know, in the proper way and want to just keep making cannabinoids to, uh, you know, Find a loophole. Uh, and, and yeah. so I, that's what, in, in some sense. So there's always going to be, I was like, and, and instead, uh, you know, there's always going to be advocates, obviously, and people fighting for it, but there's always going to want be, you know, it's like, gosh, it's like, why do you want to keep pivoting like that? That's a, that's a crazy game to, to keep playing. And it's a, you know, I don't know, I, I guess for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's biologists out there and scientists out there working on these things and things that I don't even understand, mm -hmm. but I'm like, but for me, again, the, the plant and, and even down to like, I'm not, I don't do a lot of concentrates. I do as, you know, as needed and, and, and not a necessity for not being able to actually use flour, you know, in some spaces. But, um, you know, like I don't, if, I don't know, I kind of feel like the same way. I, I want my flour. Yeah, flour. I do too. I want the flour too. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, this is an awkward end to the show. Well, anyways, for the, I know. For the you, you just got frozen in this like super stoner pose. It was fantastic. Anyways, 
Um, you guys have uh, an excellent day off if you get a day off tomorrow. Um, eat hearty and fill your belly. Do things that honor those who came before us. Um, and um, maybe do things that honor indigenous people who came before us. Um, cooking was part of that and sharing food and sharing stories. Um, so, but make sure those stories count. Make sure those stories count and don't back down. Listen, say it with your whole chest. Say it, say, listen, I know who's going to be at your table. Okay. Say it with your whole chest because in this life, you're, you're never going to lose anybody that you're not supposed to lose in those moments. Like, I mean, I know that's heartbreaking sometimes to say, but, but like literally if, if sometimes people are, are blocking your path or, 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 or things. And, and so I'm just going to say to you, if it needs to be said, say it with your chest. If it's, okay. if it's, if it's something that you stand on and believe in, you say it with your whole chest. Say it. And that, yeah. And if it's going to hurt you and you're going to play it over and over in your mind because you didn't say it, um, go ahead and say it because then you can say think it. about why, you know, about how instead your thoughts are, man, I said this and I feel so much better. And you know what? I'm sorry that that person's reaction wasn't probably what it should be, but I can now move forward. Right. Um, with my life. Right. And, um, you know, create, you know, create that space. Yep. You're yeah. Well, chest. you know, this Make time of year, this voice. time of year at these types of dinners, there are often those really uncomfortable conversations that we have with our own elders. Uh, and what I'm going to say to you is respectfully say with your chest, you don't yeah. have to take yeah, no you, shit you, from nobody. Yeah. Yeah, you can say it respectfully too. Yeah, you don't yes. have to curse them out or you know, nope. be a dick. No, nope. you know, but you can let them know, you know where you stand and how you feel yep. about things, and that means you know treatment of yourself. You know, gently. Yeah, like I don't, I don't deserve to be treated this way. If you're, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, you ain't talking yeah. exactly. So, yeah. um, just um, and be safe out there for the for the season. And if you can avoid shopping, please do. Um, you know, like. Stores didn't start being open on, on these types of family gathering holidays until like, I would say probably late nineties, two thousands. So I, I, maybe before that, I don't know, not really, well, I don't remember any of that. If you didn't get it the day before Thanksgiving, you weren't getting it. Um, if you didn't get it the day before Christmas, you weren't getting it. Um, and that's just the way it went. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. So like, I mean, maybe a corner store, a convenience store, but like really everybody was closed because everybody was spending time with their family. And, um, and so just, if you can avoid, um, putting money into the coffer tomorrow <laughs> for, for, um, consumerism, <laughs> the consumerism coffer, then, then do that. Just take a day off from shopping. As a matter of fact, take a weekend off from shopping. And I know what I'm trying, what I'm saying to you, I know where the best deals are. That's how they get us. It's all mind control. So yeah. anyway, if you can avoid, if you can avoid shopping, um, um, do, do so. Uh, so to, and enjoy your family, enjoy your local. friends yeah, and shop, shop local. local. Yeah. Shop local, shop local Saturday this weekend. Um, so <laughs> definitely if you are going to get out and about shop local, um, and do it after tomorrow, don't do it tomorrow. Um, yeah. uh, we love you guys. We'll see you after the holiday weekend. On the 28th, we're going to come back. We're going to tell you all about Vegas, and we're going to have just a little chill session. Um, any of y'all want to join us, you let us know. We'll bring you on. We'll, we'll smoke and joke. Um, but we are. We're going to tell you about Vegas, our Vegas experience. And, um, and, and yeah, 
That'll be a Monday show. So we'll see you then. Have a wonderful weekend, um, long weekend. And we love you guys. Thanks for hanging in. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Make sure you like, follow, share. And oh, yeah, don't forget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget. I didn't forget. I almost forgot, but I didn't forget. Uh, make sure oh, no, you. No, 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 no. Be kind. Oh, yeah. I almost <laughs> forgot that too. You see how quick I'm trying to like. <laughs> I know I, the whole night I was like, it's Monday. Let's get off. Um, uh, don't forget to um, be kind to yourself. Put your mask on before assisting others. Very important. Love yourself first. Cultivate that love. Bring it to you. Bring it to you. Uh, you deserve it. You, you do. do. Um, let you me do. light this back up. Um, and if you uh, are feeling unloved or have no place to uh, get love, we'll do some love. We got you. Follow us on Discord. Uh, let me just pop that up there real quick. You can follow us uh, solo.to slash Canvas Closet 420. And as always, you guys, uh, stay, stay lifted. Stay, stay lifted. Smugger, smugger. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. See you guys on Monday. She's still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs>